0: Are you a solopreneur with branding questions? Do you have shiny object syndrome and want to do it all? Are you having a hard time connecting the dots of your life branded business? You said yes to any of these questions. GCB is inviting you to be a featured guest on an ABA or Ask Grandma Anything episode. This is like a free 45-minute brand coaching session, except it's shared with the
1: world. If you want answers specific to your brand building journey, click the link in the description to apply.
2: Hey, brand babies. This is the Grandma's House podcast with your host, the Ghetto Country Brandmother. In Grandma's House, it's all about the business of one. It's a place where shiny object-chasing solopreneurs who want a scalable brand can find some love. She's dedicated to nurturing them so they become brand leaders instead of being stuck as a brand. So come on in and hold on to your bourbon because Grandma is about to spill the tea.
0: All right, hey brand babies. This is the ghetto country brandmother, and I have a new house guest today, and she is so lovely. Y'all y'all can see her later on when you go look at the YouTube version. But I have a doctor, I was about to say miss. No, this chick got a whole SDR dr in front of her name. Okay. <laughs> so Dr. Paula Evans. Um, I'm gonna let her introduce y'all introduce herself because y'all know I just y'all see I'm getting already tongue tied I'm kind of nervous. I ain't never had a doctor in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> we are going to have a great time. But and like and I said, Paulette, it's Paulette. So let me correct that, definitely. Because mm-hmm. I know names are important. I call everybody sweetheart, but a name is a name. So come on, Miss Doctor mm-hmm. Paulette, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do, and then tell us about your business. Yes,
1: yes. So hi, everyone. I'm Doctor Paulette J. Evans. I'm the CEO and founder of Evans Efficiency Experts. We are a process engineering consultancy focused on streamlining your day-to-day operations. Whether you're an individual, a solopreneur, or a corporation. We help you get out of your way so you can be your most productive self. And our tagline is we convert chaos to calm before you burn out. And so a lot of people are in the burnout phase post-COVID. And so we're trying to get you back to a sane place uh, because COVID rocked all of us pretty hard and we're all (laughs) recovering. (laughs) So we are trying to help you recover a little bit faster.
0: Now, I went, I, I've checked her out, y'all. She has all the letters behind her name. Oh, my goodness. It's a whole oh, yeah. alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you went through, you, you've gone through all these different levels of education and so mm-hmm. forth. Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? What started that? So interestingly enough, when I was 10, I was
1: graduating from high school, I was my high a school class uh, valedictorian, and they did an article in the local newspaper, and they said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to do? What are your career aspirations? And I said, I want to own my own company. I want to work for myself, call the shots, do whatever I want to do, not do what I don't feel like doing. And so I did corporate for twenty years. I did ten okay. years in manufacturing, ten years in healthcare, mm-hmm. and, and loved it. I learned a lot. Um, when I started in school, I did electrical engineering, mathematical sciences. Then I got my MBA, my doctorate is in performance improvement leadership. But I got my certifications. Most mostly through corporate. So okay. six in a black belt, project management professional, certified healthcare professional. Those things came from my corporate life. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed my work, but I also tried to feed my mind as much as I could while I was yes. So, after all of that, my, my last healthcare contract came to a close last March, and I had already established my business name. I registered with the state of North Carolina. I did all the steps, but I was still treating it like a side gig because I was all corporate. <laughs> so, yeah. I you know what? <laughs> I can either jump right back in, both feet, and get into corporate again, or I can really nurture my business and do what I said I was going to do two years ago. Oh, wow. I actually established it March 10th, 2020. Okay. And then COVID hit that like day. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, you know, give corporate two more years, I think. And then I'm going to be ready. And sure enough, two years later, almost to the day is when my contract <laughs> ended. And I said, you know what? I said this out loud two years ago. God is holding me accountable. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and focus on my business. So All that's right, what right. I've been doing for the last year. And I've been loving it. I love the clients I've been able to help. Uh, it's just, it gives me joy to mm-hmm. help people be um, productive, just be efficient, be effective, yeah. be productive. So that helps me. It, it makes me great joy.
0: And it's funny because I just put a post on LinkedIn about, I will pay someone to nag me about my business, but I get na- mad at my husband when he does it for <laughs> free. <laughs> I love. <it>. Yes. yes. <laughs> so how did does, does engineering and nursing, um, is that something that's part of what you do or is it just, these are skills that you take into what you do? So the latter, and I was, I was not clinical in healthcare. I was
1: a project manager and a process improvement expert. So pretty much I've done process improvement and project management for the 20 years of corporate, just in different titles, different roles, different companies. Okay. So the engineering part is always there. Uh, And that's why I say we are a process engineering consultancy, because we look at everyday processes and we pull out the waste, we take out all the gaps, we help you figure out why things aren't working, why you're not being productive, and we give you new processes, and then we help you maintain those new behaviors. Okay. Come on the other side with new processes new ways to get things done and my whole thing is I'm productive every day like every place I go everything I do I get something accomplished every day and okay. I want other people to be able to do that because it feels amazing
0: I mean I got this shitty grin on my face because I know there are days when I'm just not productive at all
1: <laughs> so yeah so it's, it's my 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 hope is to reach someone every time I have a chance and help them be just better at getting stuff done
0: okay So tell me, tell me, tell me about this from a brand perspective. We know about it from a business perspective. Tell me about it from a brand perspective. So my brand and my logo, I guess
1: is my logo somewhere and I can share that, but I wanted people to look at, say my logo, for instance, as my brand of efficiency, and it looks like chaos at the top and then it Mm -hmm. comes and lines up at the bottom. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to actually have people see it and visualize chaos to come. Okay. And so the brand for me is just efficiency and productivity. And that's what I bring every place I go, everywhere I am, I, I look at situations, I analyze, and I try to figure out a better way to make something happen or a better way someone can do something or a better way we can complete a task. Okay. And so for me, that my brand is efficiency and I live it, I walk it, I I just I talk it, <laughs> I, I live it every day, every moment, every every minute I, I can.
0: Okay. So I'm and I'm looking at your site. So so far, um just listening to this have you done anything strategically about your brand or are you just considered, have you just looked at the, the visual version of it? How do you I've do looked that? at the visual
1: version so far. Okay. So, I mean, right. I've been trying to, cause you know, it's been a, a solid year of me focusing on the business. I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure I, I did the things I needed to do, like, you know, mm-hmm. the taxes and filing documents with the state, but then also creating the website, getting, you know, business information out there, joining NABO, you know, and other yeah. professional organizations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of that. So now I'm in that space where, you know, I can look a lot, I can look at the strategy a lot more now since I have mm-hmm. the foundation built.
0: Okay. So then tell me what is your, your first big personal brand goal? And then what is your first big business brand goal? Oh, I don't know if I have a personal brand goal. I have to think okay. on that one. All right. Business brand goal is I, I would love
1: for when you see my logo, you know, that I'm the person you need to talk to about being efficient. Uh, so I want to, I want people to see it and can see my name and know, but <laughs> I don't know about seeing me physically or, or I show up in a space and people automatically know that I'm the expert in that space. And because that's the thing with this business launching from the ground up as a solopreneur, it's just me and, yeah. and corporate, you know, those 20 years, my name was in every company, every conversation, because they knew that I brought efficiency. I, when she walks in a room, we know what's about to happen.
0: All right. and so bringing
1: that to this new solopreneur space and in my operations is what my personal uh goal is, I want to say.
0: Okay. All right. So what have you, what do you think you've done brand wise to create this awareness? I know, like I said, your your name is all up and through when it's corporate related, but what how is your mm-hmm. brand awareness coming off now, you think? So I'm um, I'm doing pretty good, I think. You know, just being just me. Yeah
1: that Nabo is huge and I love it. So I've been like digging deep into Nabo. I joined and I was like I need to attend the luncheons the conferences, Leadership Academy. So I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting my name in all the spaces where my target market lives. Okay. So that's I wanna make sure I'm doing that. I wanna be strategic about where I am putting myself, where I'm speaking, where I'm invited to, where I attend things. So I'm being strategic in that way. I wanna always be able to, not that I can't help someone who's not my target market, but I wanna make sure the people who are my target market, I'm I'm close to them, I'm getting near them, I'm in the same room as them often. At least a few times a week. So that's what I've been making sure I attend something, I speak somewhere, or I even just go and sit and listen for a little bit. Okay. At least right. a few times a week. So I can at least put my name out there, name in a face and talk about what I do when someone asks.
0: So it sounds like what you're what you're doing, yours is more direct. It's not necessarily social media marketing or advertising, but you're like directly let me go show my face somewhere. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I do social and I just don't I don't get the same.
1: You know, to me, socialism is
0: effective for and me that,
1: anyway. I mean, it, I show when I show up, I'm more effective. So I, I like being in person.
0: And that that that's really a great thing that you know that that you know that you know I need to be face to face in order to be that effective because a lot of people they just think that they can put stuff out on social media and it's gonna work for them. But <laughs> if you're a person that converts better when you speak, then you should be actually doing actual actual live networking, which is what it sounds exactly. like you're doing. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So if we're if we're shooting for this goal of your your logo to be recognized and so forth, because there's a there's a, a misalignment there a little bit because you want your logo to be recognized, but it's your face that's showing up at the live events. True. Ever, okay. And and I, and I put my logo and my face
1: together whenever possible. Okay. How so? Well, it depends on if I'm speaking, if I'm giving a workshop or something. Then mm-hmm. on the slide deck, my my logo is in the bottom corner, like mm-hmm. all the time and my face I'm there so my face is there too so it's kind of mm-hmm. together <clears throat> but yeah I mean yeah so as much as I can I try to mesh them but sometimes I can't and I don't need to if I'm mm-hmm. just speaking like I'm just showing up someplace and I'm doing a TED talk kind of style mm-hmm. thing I don't need the logo at all because you okay. see me I'm there in person I get to tell you what I'm doing
0: okay and then what does that look like for scalability for you how do you plan to scale this beyond the business of one I don't know
1: if I want to scale beyond the business of one.
0: Okay. So so yeah, I, I, I'm not. I am not looking to to make stay with nobody else. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to uh, no because I, I have to always weigh. Like right now, for me, solopreneur, I can handle everything I'm handling. I don't like people in my calendar. So I would never let an admin run my calendar. Okay. I love money and numbers. So I do my own taxes, our taxes for the household. I've been doing them for 20 years. I'm not gonna let somebody else come in and do taxes either. Okay. So there are things that it's easier for me to just do it because I am that good at doing. Okay. And, and I've been doing it for so long. So I don't yet see the need for another person. Uh, and I have to just weigh it. Does it make sense or not? Right now, it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. I'd have okay. to like make up something for them to do, to use their time and to be worth the money I'm paying them. And so okay. to me, it's just not worth it. Not saying no to it forever. But for
0: right now, I don't need anyone else. And um, you sound like me forever in a day, back in the day. I I promise you, I I hear me and what you're saying, because I I actually used to do taxes for a living. So doing my own taxes is not a big deal. And Mm
2: -hmm. doing all
0: these other things is not a big deal. But are there certain things that need to come off your plate in order for you to grow? Is Do you ever think about it from that perspective? I do,
1: constantly. I mean, I'm big on ROI. so And I am also big on knowing where I'm not strong. Okay. If there's something that it would be easier to let someone else do it or let someone help me do it because it's not my strong suit. I am the first person to say, please take that. Okay. Uh, it's just, I haven't gotten to anything yet. That's that, that I need to say, okay, time comes. Oh, I will be doing that.
0: Okay. So then my final question is, how do you think that's going to impact you financially? It's like, do you have a certain monetary goal that you're trying to reach? Cause I know people throw out, oh, six and seven figures. No, if you have a specific number in mind, but do you have something like that?
1: Yeah. For me, if I get, my number is client-based, not dollars-based. Okay. So two new clients a month is my goal. Okay. Each month. And I'm, I'm reaching that goal right now. So we're about okay. to get into March and I'm hoping to secure two more in March, okay. but so far so good. So that's, that's my goal for this first year, this first full okay. year, two, All two right. new clients a month. And that's either a solopreneur, a corporation, nonprofit, whatever that looks like.
0: Okay. So then then the question becomes, is this, like I say, your face being that direct link to people because you're doing live events, then I think it leans more towards your personal brand than it does your business mm-hmm. brand. So it sounds like in, in this particular season of what you're doing, uh-huh. filling out the, the personal brand and creating the boundaries around that, it's yes. what's going to serve you best. And yep. so to 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 recognize that it sounds like you already have a target audience, but what can you tell me specifically about the target audience? And mind you, let me tell let me uh, preface this by saying I don't believe in B 2 B or B 2 C because no, it's either. always human <laughs> and
1: human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I don't even use those. Okay,
0: <laughs> all right. Um,
1: my my main target market is busy and or working women. Uh, We are the ones who have been directly mostly impacted by COVID. We're already wearing three or four hats and we threw on two or three more. And now Mm -hmm. that we're coming on the other side of it, you've gotten into that groove where those extra three or four hats are fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine and everything really isn't fine. And you need to take those other hats off and you need somebody to come in and say, no, no, you don't need to do that anymore take okay. those extra hats off because it's not sustainable. I mean, we had to do it for two years, but yeah. past two years, it's going to become real impossible. And it's going to become detrimental to you physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. So that's my main target market, the busy okay. and or working women out there who just are juggling everything. And again, at the end of the day, still feel like they've accomplished nothing.
0: Okay. So just listening to you say that, I I think there can be clarity around that whole thing about, busy women with all the hats and all of that but then also tying that in with your message of efficiency how mm-hmm. to help busy women within even within a certain industry and it sounds like you don't want to be industry specific but i think that you need to target a, a problem a problem or let's not say a problem target a solution that you have mm-hmm. and aim it at these women because a lot of times yeah. when and like i say because you're doing you're doing live kind of direct sales or, or direct marketing it hits a little different for you because a lot of people, they stay stuck behind their screens. And so it it, it comes off as content creation. But for you, mm-hmm. like I said, having that whole personal brand and having some type of hook to have those conversations to make that conversation just kind of flow. And I don't even see that you really are challenged by any of this because you've been rocking this <laughs> shit. For real. But if it comes from a, if it comes from a brand perspective, I think mm-hmm. there just needs to be clarity around the target audience that you have. I mean, you already have the overarching one, but yep. what could be more specific and with these women that you can actually target? And, and within um, that, age, that, I think age would be most likely the next drill down. Okay, because I know I say you got to be this old to ride this ride, so I, I can understand. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you when you're putting out some form of marketing, and this is probably challenging mm-hmm. because you can't assume age based on I on, on right. visuals. But then, but but even when you're in person, you can't assume somebody's an age because either work has been done mm-hmm. or they age gracefully and all of these type of things. True. So then, True. how would you add that into the mix if you're trying True. to target certain age yeah. women? So not necessarily age, but
1: experience. Okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's a better a better way of saying that. I'm talking, I'm not I'm not trying to help <clears throat> the, the woman who's just you know graduated from college, she just stepped into her first job, like you don't have any real problems.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so <laughs> you got parents. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need you need to be on their insurance on their cell phone plan, those kind of things. That's not who I'm working with. <laughs> I need you to have your own. Okay. Like, I mean, for it, you
0: have blood, sweat and tears. You yes. you have receipts
1: yeah. of all the hard work you put in. Okay.
0: So that experience. So are you targeting working women? or Are you targeting entrepreneurial women? No, busy and working. Busy and working. working. I don't want to assume that everybody works. Can we we define an umbrella that both of those can come into that you don't have to say busy and working um, or entrepreneur and working? Can we combine them into like, even within their own business, they might consider themselves C-suite type vibe. Is that something Mm -hmm. that it is or... Is it, um,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, so my thing is I done, when I say busy, I'm talking about non-working, but you're still busy. Okay. Like, I mean, you're okay. a stay at home mom of three kids or something. And I mean, like, so that's why I have working and or busy. Cause I can't assume that everybody okay. works. And I don't want to say I'm only helping working women. Cause that's not fair to non-working women.
0: Okay. All right. So then that brings in a different dynamic. So it's, it's, hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Finding a way to put both of those women under one umbrella, because it's, it's one is the hardest job you'll ever, ever have being that stay at home mm-hmm. woman and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff, but still being out in the workforce is still the whole it's thing Hard as well. Yeah. And so finding yeah. something that combines those women so that you don't have to necessarily put them in different categories, mm-hmm. but then you all, but you, but you do know when you're marketing or when you're having those conversations mm-hmm. that you actually speak to them differently. Speaking to a stay-at-home true, mom versus how you speak to a, a a working professional, and I hate the word professional, but speaking to oh, a, yeah, speaking to a working professional, the conversations are different. And are. and tell me this: how because you're doing networking bits and you're doing these live interactions, how do you? find yourself in an audience where most of the women are just stay at home mom types. Do, how, how does that even come up for you? And, and it, they
1: it's, it doesn't typically
0: not in, okay. not in the circles I run in, but there is a fraction of
1: women in the space that are stay at home moms. Okay. So I can't just ignore them, but I do see what you're saying. And maybe I use the word hardworking, like the one word, mm-hmm. hardworking women, because that's working at home, working out, working wherever. Okay. Be hardworking. Okay. So, um, I think a, a core I mean, message just busy I mean either one of them I could just say busy women you can I say mean, busy yeah, busy is everywhere too
0: and so I'm what 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 is' bringing up for me is that there needs to be a core message around that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the busyness that requires the efficiency. so yes. it's, and so even though you're targeting women, it's like, you know what when we have these busy lives, whether we stay at home or sit in the office, mm-hmm. then there needs to become there needs to come some sort of efficiency around this. So exactly. that we can have this better thing. So I think part of what your message needs to um, to kind of adjust to or hone in on, you know mm-hmm. what, we're busy. Busy yeah. women look like this, this, and this. And so you can probably identify three different categories of women under Very this true. busy umbrella. Yes. And then, so the core message is that regardless of whether you're at home, at work, at play, mm-hmm. how are we more efficient in these things? Yes. Yes. I love and, it. Yeah. And so I think, I think that would be a bigger part of, of the message that you bring. So when you're doing even a keynote or facilitating, hitting mm-hmm. those terms, it's like, I, I focus on busy women and I focus busy. on busy women who work, play and live. Mm-hmm. So you get to have all three of those under that umbrella and it, and then finding a way to, to bring efficiency into that. It's like, okay, I, I, I focus on women who work, play and live without efficiency. Mm-hmm. and then tell them what that efficiency looks like when they don't have it yeah because part of part of what people miss out on is that they usually go after people with money in hand and when mm-hmm. people have money in hand they are more likely they're price shopping at this point. I want to yeah. get the biggest bang for my buck but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if you can create a message around a core message around what it is to be busy in your life you're playing your business then yes. these are the, these are the efficiencies that that might be lacking in that thing. And if you show them those type of things, then it starts to hit different. It's like, dang, I didn't even know I was being inefficient in that Mm -hmm. area. And because you already have that skill set and that talent for spotting those things, then you get to create messaging around, you know what? This is an inefficiency when you're trying to play. Yes. So you want to go to the gym and a lot of people will avoid going to the gym because, oh, I got to do the dishes. I got to do the laundry. Mm -hmm. I still got to finish the paperwork that I brought home. And it could be all in one explosive. Or it can be just that yeah. tiny bomb, uh time bomb. Yeah, exactly. How can we diffuse this before it goes off? Mm-hmm. So what what I'm seeing for you is just a, a matter of a core message that needs to yeah. come together that includes those things. Yeah, and it's actually it. like the the you're talking mm-hmm. about the chaos to the what is it? Chaos, chaos to chaos to calm. Chaos to calm. Mm-hmm. What does calm look like for your clients? What is that so far in your in your last year? Yeah. What do you think calm looks like?
1: Tom um, looks like um, sanity for them. They feel like they, they've checked up at least one thing a day. Okay. And that's with the, the individuals with the nonprofit I worked with, they were able to actually produce and show standard operating procedures and documentation that they didn't have.
0: Hold on. You froze on me.
1: Like just structure. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, so that, I heard you when you said that, uh, standard operating procedures, what, what came after that? Yeah.
1: So for nonprofit, the standing operating procedures and structure is what they were missing. So okay. when, when I was finished with working with them, they had those things together. They they okay. were working like a fine-tuned engine.
0: Okay. Now, is there some way that you can tie a time frame into that? Do you have your yeah, time the frame- clients?
1: Yeah, time frame runs from three months to six months. It, it okay. depends on, on what it is you need done. For the nonprofit, it was a six-month engagement. Okay. But that was three months. First three months, were the heavy lifting and the creation. And the last three months were the sustainability. Well, I just check in once a month. That's my 30, 60, 90-day kind of plan. Okay. I check in once a month to see if you're still everything's still working, everything's moving right. It just, has anything like backfired? Have there been any hiccups? And we kind of talk through what that looks like to course correct quickly. Okay. And with the initials, it was more like three months
0: give me, give me your spiel for, and I don't like people to pitch, but give me your spiel. If you were to run into me being like, I said something that caught your ear to let you know that I was inefficient. How would you approach me? I would say, well, I heard
1: you, I heard what you were saying. And you mentioned that you could not get anything done once you got home every evening. Tell me more about that. Like, what does it look like when you walk in the door? What happens? Who's jumping on you? Who's talking to you? you my husband, my dog, and my daughter. Door. <laughs> Before you are like, I had this list of things I was going to do when I got home. And now I'm laying down and I have gotten none of them done. And it's midnight. Okay. So tell me what happens when you walk in the door.
0: Okay. And then, so I tell you, it's my husband, my daughter, and my dog. Mm-hmm. And I've been and out I said, what,
1: what have they been, what did they do? What, what did they do? How did they stop you in your tracks as soon as you walked in?
0: First name, my daughter about her schoolwork Mm hmm Asking, has anybody fed the dog? And my Mm -hmm. husband looking at me like, baby, what you want for dinner? It's like, dude, seriously, just make something. And I'm this is kind of every day. (laughs) So so I love it. But when you hear these type of things, how Mm. are you able? How are you able to adjust what it is that you're going to offer them? I mean, because like I said, I looked at your site and I see the different things that you offer, but what it I, I want to, I just want to hear that there's a core message, a beginning of a core message, and then it breaks off or splinters into these, whether you're working, playing, or just living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So with, with that specific
1: example, that's more of a, your processes are taking a backseat to everybody else's processes. This is a prioritization issue is mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me. Okay. And that's where I will go in and help you walk through your day and show you how to prioritize. So you get all of your stuff done before you help anybody else with anything.
0: Okay. And
1: that's a, it's a mindset shift for sure, but it's not okay. impossible. You just have to stay strong. <laughs> but right. again, once you start accomplishing things, you get home and you're able to take two hours and actually finish what you said you were going to finish. And then you can talk about dinner and schoolwork and all those other things. But it's more of that prioritizing your own sanity and your own to-do list over everybody else's.
0: Okay. So in, in, and it's, it's funny because I know your, your, your whole tagline is chaos to calm, but then I think a core message would, would center more around sanity because women, we as women, we have this tendency to be insane with everybody but ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So hearing you yeah. hearing you just say that word a couple of times, it's like, okay, how can this be built into the brand? It's like, yes, yeah. we're talking about chaos to, to calm. But then, when my, when I talk about my core message, I ask people the sanity questions. Yeah. So if yeah, there's yeah. some t- some type of way where that message consistently in 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 those yeah, and I can do that because I, I was speaking to something maybe a week ago
1: and I mm-hmm. was telling them that you have to prioritize your sanity. You have okay. to prioritize your sanity at all costs. Okay. And that's the first step.
0: So if if sanity is is a first step, why why the tagline chaos to calm?
1: And and I'm I'm just asking. Yeah. You. That was that was when I started this a year ago when I was like, okay. I'm going to focus on the brand and I just haven't changed the tagline. It just, okay. yeah, because this keeps evolving as I'm having conversations with you right now. I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. my head and things are evolving. So I make adjustments as necessary and and I, I can adjust. I'm not tied to anything except the business name because that's what's registered okay. for under yes. in the North Carolina yeah. state. Yeah. But, but other than that, I can switch up as I need to. Um, and yeah. so yeah, the prioritizing sanity has been a big I feel like I've said that a million times over the last like three or four months because it's yeah. been that thing that I keep seeing when I talk to someone or I'm listening to them. I'm like, "You're driving yourself crazy."
0: Yeah, and and that's what I'm picking up on. I'm I, like I said, chaos to calm sounds like it's where you started, but mm-hmm. I think where you're landing on this prioritizing sanity and and especially like even when I talk about branding, branding, personal branding is a level of self care. So if you, if you're, you're prioritizing things, did I lose you again?
1: I think my connection got weird, okay. but, but I, you're back.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, but it's, it's like, I tell people as far as personal branding, personal branding as a form of self-care is mm-hmm. like, is so that you're not changing midstream. Yes. This is where I started. There is, there is maturity to your brand. Cause it sounds yes. like, especially since you've been working in it this last year, you're starting to um, create your own terminology and your own key phrases and all of that type mm-hmm. of thing. So I think mm-hmm. the one that you've kind of landed on is prioritizing crazy. And mm-hmm. and like I say, that sounds more on point with the message that you're putting out, especially when you mm-hmm. said, I heard you say. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people will own the, the, the sanity part of it more than they will prioritize the chaos. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just my life. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But how sane is your life? Exactly. How sane is your business? How sane mm-hmm. is your day to day? So I think prioritizing that type of thing is really mm-hmm. a really huge thing for you. Yeah. And especially yeah. since you don't, you don't plan to um, scale at this point, you don't plan to hire, you don't plan to grow beyond the mm-hmm. business of one. But if we're, if we're going to prioritize that, then talking about the various priorities. So it's not just in how do we prioritize the sanity of this, but I think having those sanity packages of what it is that you do, because if you, I think you said what, six to three to six months or three, six Mm -hmm. and nine month check-ins and all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I'm going to throw my husband's new phone at him. (laughs) I will edit this out. (laughs) No problem. But um, but so do you is everything that you do packaged or is it all one like one on one? And then you decide if it's going to be a package, like a three, six, nine month check-in? So it's one package.
1: It's just okay. a, the 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 differentiation comes in with who I'm working with. Okay. That's the only thing that changes. The package itself, my offering, the process I use, all that stays exactly the same. Okay. Does the time frame change? The time frame changes depending on whether it's an individual or a business. So like the okay. nonprofit organization, that was a six month engagement because uh, they had, it was just a lot that they needed help with. And then the individual was a three month engagement.
0: Okay. So with those various, cause I know you say you only want two new clients a month. So mm-hmm. while you're in that six month, do you only take on one new client or do you No, it'll roll okay. it doesn't overlap. I mean, it okay. overlaps cause it doesn't, it doesn't get in the way it overlaps, okay. but
1: it doesn't get in the way.
0: Okay. So you only have, you pretty much only have one price point, but it, it, it expands and contracts based on the amount of time you spend with people? Mm, no, the price point is based on who you are okay. and what I'm offering. You. So the
1: nonprofit, there's a the price for individual, price for nonprofit, price for a corporate.
0: Okay. And that timeline um,
1: stays the same for each one. The methodology stays the same across the board.
0: Okay. Have you ever thought about it from a, from like more of a DIY standpoint to a, hands-on standpoint, like over here, and I'm just throwing out arbitrary numbers, like over here, Mm -hmm. you have kind of a DIY version where you meet with them. And it's like, okay, since you can't afford this package, but you still need this work, let me give you this DIY version for a hundred dollars. Whereas if I'm working with you to do this thing for however many months, this is a thousand dollars per, but then if I'm doing a lot of this for you, like I'm creating Mm -hmm. the plan and the strategy and all this of how to prioritize your sanity, then this is a white glove service and now it's at a different package price. Has that ever crossed your mind? It has, it has. And I'm, I'm open to
1: that once I see the need for it. So far, okay. I haven't I haven't had to do that.
0: Okay. Uh, but
1: I am open to it because I know my, I mean, my pricing isn't ridiculous, but I do know, you know, people have to prioritize their budgets and yes. all that stuff yeah. too. So yeah, yeah. And when yeah. necessary, and I will be able to scale it like that.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm asking because like I say, staying a business of one, one of the things that we end up doing is that we do limit our income because we don't have other people to work on other stuff for us. It only gets done if we're doing the work. Mm-hmm. So if we plan to not less necessarily scale, but we wanna grow financially, then yeah. our pricing structure has to change.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: the 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 other part is that, um, based on what I saw on your website and on your social media, I'm not quite sure how you position your um, offers. Um. And and I don't and the thing I hate is when people saying we're a luxury or premium thing, I'm not saying that, but it's not really clear like how how this falls within the price point of your positioning. Do you do you you understand what I'm saying? Cause like when you're talking about positioning, you're talking about placement product, um, pricing and and well I've I've added in people and all that kind of stuff but you're positioning yourself in a way where people understand that you probably going to have to rub some coins together in order to get this thing. So if they have to rub these coins together or they already have the money or in the finances, how do they recognize? And without okay. you having to put your prices out there per se, but how yeah. do they understand like what kind of price point are you mid price point for this kind of service? Are you high end? Are you low end? How can they kind of, how do you see that coming out coming across mm-hmm. in your brand?
1: Yeah, I I understand your question. I'm just trying to think of the right answer.
0: Hmm.
1: And like I said, I haven't had to.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I
1: haven't had to think about this in this Mm -hmm. way. But my proffering of price hasn't had to change either. So when someone reaches out to me to say, hey, I'm interested, this is what I need you to do. Because that new client questionnaire, they fill that out. Mm -hmm. And then I have a one-on-one meeting with them to figure out what it is they need for me. And once I Mm -hmm. hear what they need, then I give them the price and the timing and all that.
0: Okay. So that's how
1: it's been working and okay. it's been working fine so far.
0: No, and, and that's not, but I'm, but it's, 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 I'm glad that it's working, but I just wanted to like, there are other people that might be mm-hmm. missing out because yeah. they're not sure of where you fall within that price spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I got you. And so, so it's just a matter of, it, like I say, it's not about putting prices out there, but yeah. it's like, even in something as simple as when you're doing a speaking thing, it's like, you know what? If part of the chaos is that it's messing with your money and you don't Mm -hmm. make any more than 150 grand a year, then we need to, we need to um, we need, damn it. (laughs) Hold on, I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. My mom always says that they they never need anything until you get on the phone. Oh my (laughs) God. My mom always says
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely. But part and what I was saying about that messaging part of it is like mm-hmm. part of that message, even whether you're doing it on social media or you're doing it in a in a speaking thing, and you're talking about some of the problems that people have. Maybe part of the chaos is causing something financial. So when when you say something about you know what you you've been stuck at this hundred and fifty thousand um, dollar salary, a price point within your business or something, this kind of sets an anchor for the type of clients that you work with. And so it gives them an idea of what it is of the type of money people make that work with you. So it's exactly. if we're if you're positioning yourself in such a way, there's ways that you can work that in there without mm-hmm. um without you having to say, you know what, you gotta have this much money to ride this ride.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So it's yeah, that, that, that 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 was one of the things that I noticed about um all of the different things that I saw. Your dog is cute as hell. That's another thing. Oh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. <laughs> but the but part um how much how much of you do you actually want in your personal brand? And I'm asking because mm-hmm. I do see the pictures of your dog and all of that, but it's under the heading of this is Paula J. Evans and then Evans Efficiency Expert. So Mm-hmm. the the thing that, that I talk about, especially when you're doing personal branding, where do you draw the boundaries around? How much are you willing to share and how much are are you, do you want to keep to yourself? Mm-hmm. You see that line? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, what I keep to myself is everything you don't see.
1: Cause I, I don't even, I hate social media. So <laughs> I, I really, I, I use it now more so than I did ever before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just keeping my name out there and, and this, yeah, just making sure my name is not getting buried in the market. But again, mm-hmm. my my thing is in person, going to see you. I'm in the room with you. And that's how I'm connecting with most of my clients.
0: Okay. Social media is
1: just like fluff. Like I don't okay. really care then
0: much about it. Then here's the thing, because I I would like to see a little less fluff only because if someone is coming for you and they, they're not necessarily ready to talk to you yet, but they're mm-hmm. still checking you out and they begin to follow you, they're going to see fluff and not the serious side yeah. of all the magic that you bring. So a little less fluff would go a long way with that. Or even if you find a way to tie in, if there's images here that mm-hmm. are personal to you, but you can tie them into like, this is a non-chaotic moment. This is me sitting in my shirt mm-hmm. and being okay. So it has to be a way, if you're going to share this part of your family structure with folks, how can I make it business relevant? So that, that people don't think that I'm just posting pictures yeah. about, about i guess i go ahead sweetie yeah oh no i was just gonna
1: say i don't want to use facebook for business
0: I'm, I'm looking at your instagram right now
1: i don't use instagram for business either okay all i guess right. i don't i don't see those as business um at all okay just, but again i mean and that's because i just don't like social media
0: no that's- and i get that and but so but here's the thing like i said your 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 website your web address is on okay. your social media my yep, I'm it. looking at, um, on your Instagram, evansefficiencyexperts.com.
1: Oh yeah. That is in the, in the bio in the bio.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I just take that off.
0: Cause I don't, again, I don't, I wouldn't,
1: I don't get clients through Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Then, on purpose. I mean, like, I don't want, yeah, those aren't my people.
0: That, those are not my target market for the record. I love that you're saying that. And see in this, and that's why I say the alignment, if you want to be strictly business over here and fun over there. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. And I think people yeah. should do more of that because yeah. it's kind of like commingling funds. I'm messing with my plain money and my- Exactly. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. No, yes. I love the divide. Yeah. yeah. So yes. taking those things off, is, like on yeah. your Facebook page, it's a little different. You can say, this is my business and all that kind of stuff because that's what Facebook is kind of for. It's like you want, certain friends might find you or look for you or say, here, go check out my friend's business. She can help you. That's a little different. Instagram mm-hmm. is not that thing for you. I totally get that. So yep, yes. taking taking that 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 whole you taking off your URL on that is is great. Um
1: yeah, I forgot how to do it.
0: <laughs> you go into <laughs> settings and you, and you go into for your a bio while. and you just take it off.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking for where it will let me take it off.
0: That's okay. <laughs> I edit think it's profile. under I think it's under um it's under edit profile. If you're on your computer, you go to mm-hmm. your profile and then edit profile and then scroll Nope, hold on, it's not there either. Hold on, hold on, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I, it's on, um,
1: mm, no, I have to do it on your phone. You can't okay. do it on your phone. that's okay. why. So, yes, yeah, okay, so I'll got. do that as soon as we
0: both, we both, the guy, when I get to my phone, I will take that off. Okay, so as you begin to, like I say, you're you need to build a brand around your personal brand, and so if you want to be known as that efficiency expert, it's a little bland but if you mm-hmm. if you if you like switch it up to saying you're the double e or something that people can can remember but like i say from listening yeah. to you i think you're the di- you, cuz you're a direct marketer what you're doing yeah. is direct marketing so that that is working great for you mm-hmm. but to be a, to be memorable just to put a little more emphasis on a personal brand that's that's conducive to you it's like gotcha. what can we if we were to give you a two word brand what would it look like what 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 is something that is uniquely you but still speaks to the efficiency of it all do you know
1: that's uniquely me yeah that's the efficiency of it all
0: yes i mean i'm an efficiency expert
1: that's my my two words yeah.
0: okay yeah. but see there are a lot of efficiency experts so when people go to look something up what they're going to look up efficiency expert near me mm-hmm. but if there's something yeah. that uniquely sets you apart because if they can't remember Paulette Evans or something like that, what is something mm-hmm. that is unique to this? Like, um, because um, even with the Tripoli, e, the but you you don't necessarily do engineering, but you understand engineering as a way to to facilitate um, mm-hmm. efficiency. But it's like I, said, I want you to have your own thing where if somebody yeah. hears you in a conversation, it's like, I don't want to interrupt, but I want to remember her. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. something that you would want them to hear that will make them remember. If I don't remember Dr. Paulette Evans, I remember this. Gotcha. And so just <clears throat> having that in your introduction, just some two yeah. words that speak to that thing. Um, like even something is like elegantly efficient and or e- either just chaotically efficient something that Mm -hmm. that just kind of either sounds like a juxtaposition or that sounds um, something that is going to make people like make their ears perk up like i get the whole efficiency expert and Mm -hmm. i recognize those from from even from restaurant because i come from a restaurant background and usually when restaurant consultants come in they're telling you how to make the back of house more efficient and get rid of waste and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but what is going to set you apart especially when we're talking about women who live play and work in a certain way that is so chaotic that they need um they need to prioritize their sanity yeah
1: i haven't mean, I, I haven't had a chance to digest that No no no
0: i'm but, i'm just giving you a minute yeah. sit with it but and yeah, that's the yeah. thing because what what um what is is I think going to benefit you the most being that direct person, being that facilitator in that workshop person is having something because Mm -hmm. we, as business owners, sometimes people listen to us and they follow us on social media or somewhere, but they Mm -hmm. won't contact us. I've had people like, you know what? I've been following you for the last year or so. I'm finally ready to work with you. And it was never really a money issue. They just knew that they weren't prepared. I have two people coming to me recently Phyllis, I want to work with you, but I know I'm not gonna do the shit. And I said, then don't waste your money or my time. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So if they, unless they're actually following you, is there I, I mm-hmm. want you to try and, and dig and think of something that is going to, when you introduce yourself as Dr. Um, Dr. Paulette Evans, the efficiency expert in prioritizing sanity, even something mm-hmm. to that effect yes yeah, yeah. Do chaos to calm but this is it looks like mm-hmm. prioritizing sanity yeah yeah it's one of the things i talk about my clients because i've known notice with all of my clients they all got shiny object syndrome they have all mm-hmm. these different things that you know mm-hmm. what i have all these ideas and i want to do all these things and i'm like no sweetie let's herd all these cats
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and make this thing work so i i mm-hmm. mean you're fucking amazing i just want you to know that <laughs> thank you thank you and so forth. And so when you when you look at like I say right now you're getting two clients per month, what do you think that's going to grow into? Do you think that's eventually going to become three? Are you still getting proficient at your processes? What does that look like for yeah, you? For,
1: yeah. For, for yeah. Uh, maybe going up to four per month. Uh, or offsetting two clients with possibly two speaking engagements, so kind of a mix of, okay. of all the things that I do, and just again enough that I can work when I want to, and I can say no, I don't feel like doing anything when I want to.
0: I understand. I that. don't
1: want to. I don't want to go back into my corporate, you know, kind of machine way of working. I, okay. I don't want to do that.
0: All right, and then so what is going to be, what is going to be that one thing that gives you? that kind of clout status for lack of a better word is there is there a book in your future is there like there is There is. is. yeah yeah and it's I mean it's something I
1: started like 15 years ago because I had a thought and I just typed it and saved it in my computer and so now I'm in that space where I did say and I I think I said this maybe two days ago I was talking to someone and I was like I'm going to start really focusing on getting everything out of here and putting it down on paper okay you just have to do that
0: So Mm -hmm. here's the, here's the other part that's going to go into your personal brand. You're going to start talking about your book. Mm -hmm. So in addition to like in it, one, one, it'll hold you accountable and you'll actually start pushing it. And at some point you'll give them a date and you'll stick, you'll live by that Mm date. But then also it, you, you're able to put out like snippets from your book. You know what? I was writing this chapter today. And then, and then you can tell this little story that goes with that. And then at the end of that, there's a call to actions. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. When you're ready to prioritize your sanity, let's do this thing. Yeah, I like. So that. I, I would yeah. love to. And the, the because what a lot of people for, forget to do, they'll write a book, but they never market the book. I'm, I mm-hmm. promise you, I've written numerous books, and I don't market any of them. That's just me. I'm just that crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to be known as that writer for that thing. Mm-hmm. Then start marketing the book before it even lands on the shelf yes, Definitely, and, and p- position yourself. Because what I tell people is your personal brand is the expert, but your business brand is the vendor. And right now you're choosing yep. to do both. But at some yep. point, if you decide that, you know what, the business needs its own <laughs> worker bees, yeah. yeah, then you want to make sure that that personal brand is feeding the work. Because I noticed on your site that you do use the word we. And a lot of people get confused, like, should I use I or should I use We. If you plan Mm -hmm. to scale, or if you know that some portion of what you do is going to go to someone else, even if they're, even if they're just contracted, then we is what you use in your brand Yeah, and you're already doing that. And so, but if you decide that, you know what, at some point I'm not going to do that, then I totally wholeheartedly suggest that you back it down to, I I'm doing this and all that kind of stuff, but you still want to prioritize it as a way to endorse the business. Yes. Because people have a bad habit. I see it all the time. I want to know the owner. I want to work with the owner. You can't afford the owner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Well, the only real thing I can say to you, sweetie, is that you're doing what works for you, and that is a really great thing. And a lot of people in in that come from corporate kind of miss out on that. Because it Mm -hmm. is easy to, to try and hang on to that corporate mindset. I come from, from corporate from years back though, Yeah. but it's still kind of hard to let that thing go. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: because you want to, you want to have a brand and a business that is flexible with your life, then part of that, like I said, part of that needs to, to come across in the stories that you tell. So when you're talking about prioritizing someone's sanity, one of the ways I prioritize my sanity is that this is, this is how I work. This is how I engage with my clients. And so, like I say, part of those stories are marketing, but they're also part of the brand because mm-hmm. people will recognize that, you know what, I'm not beating you over the head with what it is that I have going on, but mm-hmm. let me just put a little snippet in here because the yeah. core message is made up of your DNA and your positioning. So when you start to combine those two things, it's like, you know what, one of the reasons I believe so-and-so. So based on that belief and based on the fact that my clients are, are usually this age, those two little snippets are part of what makes, you know what, this is who she works with and this is how she yep. works with it because she believes it. So it's just a matter of planting those little seeds that establish gotcha. the reputation of your brand. Perfect, got it. And that so you are all the things, you are fabulous. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. And like I said, it's, 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 I don't know if it's if it's lived experience for some people that they just get it. But the mm-hmm. but for you, like I said, if it's not about growth, I mean if it's not about scaling, but it's about growth, then just planting, mm-hmm. have just figure out what that core message is for you. Yes. And then the positioning that you want to hold and start to weave those into when you're doing your speaking, when you're doing facilitating. Got it. So even yeah, if you wonderful. have it on a slide and you have some information on a slide, find a way to put a snippet in there. Mm-hmm. And that begins to to solidify your reputation, and that how that's how people get to know more about you. Like yeah. I say, the 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 things that are on your on your your um, Instagram now, instead of taking it taking off the name or taking off your URL, just make it private. Then nobody else can see it. You make, make oh, make the URL private. Yeah, with your with your Instagram, just make your Instagram private. That way, the people that already follow you. You can continue to share the doggy photos with them and all that kind of stuff, and nobody else gets to see anymore. I'm not open for consumption like that anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And that yeah. way, when you feel like posting and sharing, oh, I had a great thing I want to share with the world, but I'm sharing it with this part of the world. And then mm-hmm. you use your LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn,
1: then yes. LinkedIn
0: gets all the business. Yeah, you
1: know, that and that you. I use LinkedIn for business. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. So you you just turn that one off and turn this one up. That's it. Yeah got it all the things makes sense i like it all right yes well
1: thank you so much for
0: having me you i am so grateful that you came like i said i love meeting amazing women and especially someone as educated at yourself with all the letters and all that <laughs> kind of stuff but it but the but even in that just seeing that you're down to earth and that you want to doing you want to do something not only something that you love but something that's impactful and i think that's really good mm-hmm. because a lot of us myself included are very inefficient so I think <laughs> I'm hold my shit for real, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I think what you're doing is amazing. And like I said, I looked at your, your website and I understand the whole chaos, to calm vibe of it all, mm-hmm. especially after working with my husband for 10 years before I decided, you know what? I don't want to be a business of many. I want to be a business of one.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: I, 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 like I said, I wholeheartedly believe in this thing. So give us some, some information on how we can get in contact with you, what we can do with you and yeah. Anything you have coming up, come on with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, best way to reach me is Paulette at experts.com. Website is Uh And my handle is at Paulette J. Evans on any site that I'm on. So that's the link, <laughs> in Facebook, Instagram, all of it. So okay. very, very simple, easy. Uh, I am, again, the book is, is starting to creep up because I'm, I keep thinking of so much to add into it. So now I'm ready to like, put it on paper. So that's going to mm-hmm. be something that will be in the works. I'm going to look at the schedule and the table of contents because I created all that already. So I just need to look at what that looks like time-wise, how long it's going to take me and then I can actually put a date out there. Uh, I have a couple of keynotes coming up and workshops and those things I typically announce on social uh, just to make sure people know who are not necessarily in my close net network, Mm -hmm. local network.
2: what's,
0: What's one of the workshops that's coming up?
1: So we have, well, the the keynote and workshop is the same event. It's at the Athena Leadership Conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Athena International is here in the area. They have a leadership conference using the STAR method to shine your light. And that's using the uh, STAR, S-T-A-R, Situation, Task, Action, Result, using that Mm -hmm. to tell people about what you've accomplished, what you're doing. So everyone doesn't keep thinking that you're not doing work or you're not accomplishing anything. And then the keynote is about being unapologetically and authentically you. Because that's another thing that I love—making sure people understand. Just be yourself. <laughs> you don't need to be anybody else. If they don't like it, then they shouldn't be around you. That's, that's it. it.
0: That's it. I'm for that. Yes. Um. The the one thing I want to suggest you get Scribner. Scribner is going to be great for you writing your book. It's what is a, it called? Scribner. S C R I V E N E R. Okay. Um. S C R I V E N E R. Yes, yeah, Scribner. And it is a great tool to use to write, write, to write your book. I think it's like okay. 49 bucks and I am not affiliated with Scrivener, just so y'all know. But um, I think it's 49 bucks you pay at once and it it just holds everything that you wanna do. It gives you some type of structure and all of that kind of okay. stuff. Okay, nice, I love it. It is a great tool where you can just dump your ideas for the book and like write a chapter and plan it here. And then if you wanna do something else, it, trust and believe it is going to be okay. a great asset to Nice, you. awesome, thank you for um, that. And um like I said, I wanna I'm gonna connect with you on LinkedIn and just watch you grow and be amazing and all the things. And if you ever have any questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to me for for some type of something that you need that's brand related. So gotcha. I only own my space in branding. I am a certified life and business coach, but I <laughs> I fell in <laughs> love with branding. I promise you I have but so sweethearts we have had dr paulette evans yes i want to say it right y'all know i call everybody (laughs) but i want to make sure i give her her kudos because i know that was a long ass education and she deserves (laughs) all the respect for real (laughs) but y'all know how i wrap this up five bullshit happens so suck it up four your -hmm. voice is important so speak up three you make the world a more beautiful place so show up two life is good so buck up and one I love you and ain't a damn thing you can do about it, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I'm out.
2: My bad. All right, Brand Babies. We appreciate you stopping by because we know you got shit to do. Just remember to subscribe on your way out and bring a friend next time. Now, in the meantime, and in between time, stay connected with GCB on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at GCBrandmother. You can also follow Grandma's House on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. The links are in the description. So until next time, brand like it's nobody's business.